Please stand for a reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 21 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught, and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth. When he blows upon them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and grow weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. Good to have you here. And I'm so thankful, first of all, that Lars reminded me that Christmas season is still happening. It's so easy to think that it's over. Christmas is all done. Um, How many of you, by confession, perhaps, today, have already packed up your Christmas stuff and packed it off? A few hands going up. We forgive you. No, it's okay. It can feel like that sometimes. You know, Christmas blows in, and it's so exciting, and we anticipate it, and then there it is. And then afterwards, you're like, go away, be done. No, we want to continue to work in that Christmas spirit as we are still uh, in the Advent season, but we're continuing in that series talking about being exiles. Uh, we've been reading selections from Isaiah during this, written during the time of exile when God's people were sent away. Israel and Judah were sent away from their homes. Their heritage was taken from them. And no doubt, if there were holiday traditions, they looked quite different in those days. And so it is with us today. Things are different. Everyone, of I, everyone I've talked to this morning so far, I was like, how was your Christmas? It was very good, but it was different. It was different. So Happy New Year to all of us as exiles as we look forward to the turn of the year and as the Apostle Peter called us in his first gospel to the exiles, he said, those who have been chosen and destined by God the Father, who have been sanctified by the Spirit to be obedient to Christ Jesus and to be sprinkled by His blood. Well, the next holiday we have is in just a few short days. We will put an end to 2020. And one of my favorite things about the end of the year is typically those end of the year reviews. I love watching those. Uh, You know, here's the compression of all the events that happened in 2020. I don't want to watch any this year. 
Some said if 2020 was a scented candle, it would be this, a burning a porta potty. How many of us have heard that, you know, anything goes wrong this year, we're like, that's 2020 for you. And maybe you're like me, you're eager to flip that calendar back over to 2021. But 2020, for all of its mess, for the great dumpster fire that it felt like it really was, we still have a lot to be thankful for. We really do still have a lot to be thankful for. I think one of the things that we, in particular as a church, as Hinsdale Covenant, should be thankful for is Pastor Lars and his leadership of this church during this time of pandemic and the way he's led us and continue to keep us in worship and in fellowship this year. So thank you for that. Yes. He'll, he'll, he'll poke me later for that. And then I look back at the series that we did and how, how the Lord has crafted this year for us. We began the top of the year talking about the gift, the Christ child, the Messiah. And then we continued on from there into a series which was really timely, the idea of being overwhelmed, which is all about mental health and the gospel. And then we talked about a God who pursues us to all ends, and that led us to a great Resurrection Sunday, and then a series on the resurrection and the life and the power of the resurrection to completely transform us, heart, mind, soul, and body. We went from there and discussed a humble hope as we worked together through the books, the letters written to the Thessalonian church, first and second. And then from there in the fall, we ignited the, the blazing center of our church, which is the ministry of the Holy Spirit in us and through us and around us. That led us to a master class series on We Want a King, which was about the idolatry of elections and political leaders. That led us to where we are now, Advent and Exile. All this year, too, not all was terrible. We actually grew. We welcomed new friends into the body of the church. People came to Christ. We continued to expand on our relationship with the Tropa Church in India. We're so thankful for that outreach. And we continued in great fellowship, even amid this time when we couldn't see each other face-to-face often. So before I go into the Word and express it, I just I want to pray this morning for release from the affliction that was 2020 and all the lament as we understand that it is still and remains the year of our Lord, the year of our Lord 2020. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your abundant grace and your love, and your mercy, and your strength that carried us through what for many of us was an extraordinarily difficult year. Yet you were faithful, God, to do a work in us and through us. And we look back, God, and yes, we can see so many things that we've lost and had to, had to change and compromise and heartbreak and even, even the passing of loved ones that we could not see. But Lord, you were doing a work in us all the time, and we thank you for it. And Father, we thank you for your word that continues to give us a message of hope during any time, times of plenty and times of want. Holy Spirit, would you amplify your word for us this morning and let it speak to us clearly to encourage us in your grace, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So we turn the page for now back to the time of exile. 
to the prophet Isaiah who wrote in chapter 40 these words, and I want to work through this text with you so you can see how beautiful this is. It's been one of the things that, that God has really shown me is the beauty of the written word in Isaiah. As you look at all the passages that we've covered over the last couple months, it's extraordinary writing. And it does take a little bit of time to kind of work in, so I'm going to work through the text a little bit to give us a message of hope and then conclude with a, a time of prayer for us as we enter into a new year. Our reading began with this, a reminder when the prophet says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. It is he who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. It's beautiful beautiful work. And he spreads them like a tent for us to live in. At a time in exile, as I said, when homes have been stripped away, heritage has been lost, holidays didn't feel the same, a clear reminder, don't you remember the bigger story that you are a part of? That God still reigns and still rules. It's so easy in a time of exile to be short-sighted and forget that we remain in the covering of God who spreads the heavens out for us like a sheet, like throwing a fresh sheet over a bed and that beautiful wave that it makes. Or how about that imagery he says he spreads out the heavens like a tent for us to live in. And anytime the scriptures reveal to us this idea that we're living in a tent, it's to remind us that this is not our permanent home. God has spread out this tent for us to live in, but it is not our eternal home. Have you forgotten, he says, have you not known, do you not recall, has it not been told to you from the very beginning, you are part of a bigger story. And everything that happens to us here in this reality is part of God's ordained plan. Nothing happens outside of his oversight. Nothing happens that he does not have control of. What Isaiah is showing us here in this imagery of him throwing the heavens out like a sheet is that Isaiah is showing us that God has power over nature, that God reigns and rules over all nature. Well, what about things like viruses? You know, we, that was one of the great afflictions of 2020. We had to deal with something we'd never heard of before, this, this Corona-19, uh, a virus that seemed to pop up out of nowhere. And I know there's theories about it, but let's just stick with it for now as a natural event because this isn't the first virus we've had to do. It's not the first pandemic. probably won't be the last. They happen almost once a generation. Once every hundred years or so, they come with a ferocity that we can't imagine, and life then is arrested. Is this a natural product? In some ways it is. It's a byproduct of living in a broken creation. It's a byproduct of living in a broken creation. Yet God still rules and reigns. He has mastery over the natural world. He has power in all the heavens. And Isaiah wants us to remember that first. God has authority over everything. Just look up and see his handiwork. 
Then he goes on to continue in this passage as he says, It is he who brings princes to naught, and he makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely, he says, of these rulers they are planted, and scarcely do they sow. Scarcely has these leaders' stems taken root on the earth when God blows upon them and they wither away, and the tempest carries them off like stubble in the wind. This is Isaiah reminding us that God has power over all leaders and authorities, all political and governmental structures. Nothing happens outside of his ordination. The greatest king, the greatest leaders, the greatest thinkers that we have pale before the majesty of God who ordained their leadership for a season. And it's also a beautiful reminder That elections may come and elections may go. Kings may rise and kingdoms may fall. But God rules and reigns over all power and authority. This year, not as contentious as I feared. I feel like four years ago was kind of worse. But it was still pretty bad. Some of us have lost friendships over the way we lean politically. But if you're like me and you kind of look at these things historically, as a people, as a nation, we kind of been ping-ponged for a while, back and forth, left and right, every four to eight years. It changes, it changes, because we just might get it right this time. We just might get it right. But do you notice in the text, he says, leaders are going to come, they're going to rise, they'll plant, they might sow some, but the wind is going to shift again. And there they go, off, never to be remembered again. But God rules and he reigns. The best best leaders and the worst leaders we have are here but for a moment. But make no mistake, friends. Even though there's power behind our vote, God has all power and authority over all that happens in creation. This is Isaiah's remembrance to us. But the text is not done yet. In verse 25, it remains, it says, Then to whom will you compare this Lord? Who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who do you think created all of this? It is He who brings out the heavenly host, and He's numbered them oft, calling each one of them by a specific name. There's purpose to every light in the sky. And he can do this because he is great in strength, mighty in power. There is not one star that's missing that needs to be there. Once again, a reminder of God's authority over all creation. Why does he keep reminding us of this? As I said, because a time of exile, a time of sickness, a time of political strife, we get awfully short-sighted. We can get awfully short-sighted. And Isaiah's reminder to us over and over again is to look up at the stars, that fixed point of God's majesty and his beauty, and know that he still rules and reigns. Even if your holiday this year wasn't exactly what it had been in the past. So what does this have to do with us? When we look up at the sky and we might observe the celestial order 
and the brilliance of it. And we might recognize that, yes, God, okay, you seem to be in control of every ruler and every authority. And you're right, kings will rise and kings will fall and presidents will come and presidents will go and they'll be favored some and lost in history forever some others. What does that do for me? And I love when the text anticipates our questions. As it writes, Why do you say, O Jacob, and why would you even say it, O Israel? Oh, my way is hidden from the Lord, and I don't think God remembers my rights anymore. He's reminding us that, that God is not dead or absent. He cares. With all of His power, God cares for us. Has God forgotten about me? Has He forgotten about justice? No. No, God is still present. He still cares. And here's what we're going to see what's amazing. Now the text is going to shift, and it's going to show us that God is going to even share with us that power. As the text continues, it says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the very ends of the earth, and He never faints. He never grows weary. And his understanding, his knowledge is unsearchable. Friends, no matter how bad this year was for you, no matter how desperately you want to turn that calendar to a new year and hope that everything comes back to normal, know this, God is not dead. God has not been absent. God is not tired. God is not asleep at the switch. He is still at work in the world today. He is still at work in you And he's still at work in me. And a reminder that even he, even we, even when we're at our best, we're fragile people. But God is generous in his power, and he will strengthen us in it. He will strengthen us in it. And we see this in the text as it reminds us But those who wait on the Lord, he'll renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and never be weary. They shall walk and never grow faint. But those who wait upon the Lord will receive strength. Now this word wait, let's rescue it for a second from the idea of like standing at the train tracks waiting for a train that might come by. It's not a passive kind of wait. Waiting is an active sense of anticipation. It's, a, it's, a, it's an, a surge of energy. It's an anticipation that we cannot sit while we wait upon the Lord. We're eager. I'm so thankful to my friend Jennifer from years ago. Jennifer was part of our church uh, in Texas, and uh, she had come from a pretty rough background, a lot of, lot of pain. But Jennifer received Christ and was so moved by that experience that she was inspired to be baptized. And uh, we came and she was sharing her testimony there in the water. And I just remember her citing this text. And she said, you know, those who wait on the Lord, it says he'll renew their strength. And that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I'm going to wait on the Lord. But she said, you know, I have been a waiter. I've been a waitress in restaurants before. And I know that waiting doesn't mean just sitting. Waiting is active. And I'm going to wait on the Lord in my new life. 
And it was a beautiful testimony. And that's such a great illustration of what this text means, that those who wait upon the Lord, those who would serve with the Lord, who would be eager in their anticipation for his return, they're the ones who would receive his power. He shares his power with us as a gift in the Holy Spirit. They're the ones who will mount up as if they are on wings like an eagle. What a beautiful imagery. They will run and not grow tired. How beautiful are the feet of those who carry the good news into a hungry, hungry world. And they will walk, he says. Now that's just saying uh, like, uh, you know, some of them will run, others will be a little lazier, maybe just take a nice stroll. It's implying stamina. Some will soar like wings of eagles. At times will run and never grow tired, but will also have longevity, will have patience, will have perseverance as we walk walk in the power of God. That's what Isaiah is promising for us in the Lord. Now, as we consider how to apply this into our lives in the year of our Lord, 2021, I'm often reminded that there are really two kinds of people in God's story. There are those who don't know. There are those who have not yet received God's gift of grace shown to us in Christ. There are those who are still waiting, but they're waiting for revelation in their hearts to be anointed by faith. There's those who wait and have not yet known. But then in God's story, there's another group of people. There are those who have received Christ, that good news that has come into the world. And they are charged with declaring it by their words and their deeds. There are those who receive the gift of grace who now need to turn to wait to serve the Lord in God's strength. They're the ones who should mount up and rise. They're the ones who should run and never grow weary. They're the ones who should walk, walk, whose walk is long. So where are you in this story? Are you one still waiting for that revelation to hit you, to anoint your heart? Or are you one who has received that gift of grace? And now God wants to empower you in this new year to go out with the good news. What a vital story we have. What a hope we have. What a love we have. Especially as we anticipate in this new year, we're going to meet new people. The social distance is going to disappear like a vapor. We're going to be able to receive and walk with each other again. What stories will we tell in our words, in our actions? See, in 2020, this year, it's so what what an ironic year. We saw with absolute clarity in 2020, 2020 vision. We saw with absolute clarity this year how unified all of humanity really is. That a small event in a distant part of the world can change everything about what we do on a daily basis because we're all interconnected that way. We just saw how how unified humanity is that chaos can reign so quickly around the world and we all join in that together. There's something about us that is bonded even though we live you know, across the world from each other. We also saw in 2020 how fragile 
we are and how fragile our systems are. That we can be fearful of an invisible tiny virus that can change our lives, that can have us live in some measure of fear. Our bodies are fragile. Our systems are fragile. We saw clearly how broken and even how unjust, how easily angered, and how easily our peace can be taken away. We, can, we saw so easily how fragile we are. We saw how easily fear can divide us. But we also saw a third thing in 2020. We saw a desire for healing. We saw a hope, a burning hope for justice that lasts. We saw a desire for righteousness to reign over all of God's people. These are things that we saw clearly in 2021, in 2020. So now, as we turn the page to a new year, I'm trying to turn the page to the new year. Let's turn the page. It's not going. There it is. As we turn the page to a new year, the year of our Lord, 2021. I pray that we would remain strong in God's strength, not passively waiting, but serving Him with renewed passion, a renewed energy, a renewed strength that comes from the Lord. My prayer is that in 2021, we would be focused on the one true God who is above all, who created all things, who holds all things together. The one who has power over all creation and shares that power with us, that we'd be focused on the one. I pray that we would accept the charge of declaring his goodness to our neighbors, to our co-workers, to our fellow friends at school, all the more as we emerge from this season of social distancing. I pray that because the Lord is always near to the brokenhearted. Come, Lord Jesus. Come soon, Lord Jesus. So now I have a prayer for you to conclude this year and to commit yourself to this coming year. It's a prayer of dedication. It's a prayer of calling on God's power to strengthen you. It's a prayer of release, asking for his direction. I'm always reminded on these shared prayers that we put up on the screen, and I invite you when you're joining us online as well. Not to be, as, as Jesus said, one who stands up in the synagogue so that everyone can see you pray. But when we pray, to really pray sincerely. And if you're one who has just felt tired, if you're one who just has felt the weight of 2020 upon you and you just want to release it, if you're one who really wants to be received in the strength of the Lord to go out and wait on him, hand and foot, then please stand with me and join me in this prayer today. As we say together, online and at home, Dear God, who makes all things new, thank you for all that you've allowed into our lives this year, the good along with the difficult. All of this has reminded us how much we need you and should rely on your presence. We pray for your spirit to lead us this new year. We ask that your will would guide us Lord, open the doors that need to be opened and close the ones that need to be shut. We pray 
We pray for your protection over our families, our community, and our church. We ask for your hand to cover us and keep us distance from the evil one. Restore all that has been taken. Mend every broken heart. Keep your word planted firm within us. Help us to keep focused on what is pure and true. Give us strength to wait on you, our Lord and our God. Shine your light in us and through us, O God. May we each shine the light of your peace and hope to a world that desperately needs you. Now, to you, be glory and honor in this new year and forever. In Jesus' name, amen.